0: Right microphone. Welcome to To A to B or Not To A to B. We are on thoracic imaging and we're gonna talk about <laughs> this is Izzy smears chocolate over her textbook. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about lung cancer. Yes? Mm-hmm. Tell me about lung cancer. Oh, different types. Yeah. Mm. Traditionally non-small cell. Common small cell. or not common? Common, very common. Common, leading cause of death from cancer. Yeah. Um Including all stages and subtypes, yeah. The five-year survival is how many percent? Five years, like fifty. Fifteen. Fucking hell. I know it's bad, isn't it? It's not even worse, Yeah. Mm. Risk factors. Smoking. Thank you. And then asbestos exposure mm-hmm. plus smoking is like synergistic. Hmm. Um. Mm, age. <laughs> mm. Um. Are there funny exposures, mm-hmm. such as like coal mining stuff? Yeah, didn't say that here, but yeah. yeah. And there are two other things. Okay, There aren't exposures. Mm-mm. Okay, um, alcohol. No, no. I mean that. I'm assuming, in some way, does, but yeah. not, no, it's not I here. Not on my that list. That's fine. Um, it's really obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me. One is. Um, any kind of pulmonary fibrosis. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. By quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Factor of 10. 10, yeah. And the other is. Don't tell me, because now I'm like. Something. Actually, have you seen it? No. Something you forget all the time. Yeah. Oh, TB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so pulmonary scarring, such as from prior T V, mm, increases mm. the risk. The of problem factor. with the fibrosis ones is that when you're looking through their lungs, it's, it's so. Like there's so much going on, it's so easy to miss an but actually in them, it's the most, like, people that you really need to look at. Yeah, Um, that made no sense. No, I got you. Um, (laughs) What in terms of smoking, Mm -hmm. so it says smoking is thought to cause 80 to 90% of lung cancers. Mm -hmm. Um, Which ones? Is that what you want to mean? uh, uh, Yes. Okay, so it does it with all of them, but you can be a non-smoker and get adeno. Mm. Yes. So it says here, almost all cases of squamous Mm -hmm. and small cell Mm -hmm. are seen in smokers. Yeah. And then adeno is associated with smoking. Mm -hmm. But a primary bronchogenic carcinoma arising in a lifelong non-smoker with no history of secondhand exposure is almost always an adeno. Yeah. Yeah. So So if you're going to be a non-smoker, it's probably going to be an adeno. Exactly. Um, Other exposures, you said beryllium, radon, arsenic. I did remember thinking radon because that's Cornwall, isn't it? Mm. That isn't that radium? Um, I don't know I yeah, it's I didn't no it's idea. It's yeah. Um very good. Tell me about <laughs> no, no, no. Cool. radon exposure. Ah, cornwall Fe yeah. bad. Tell me about a solitary pulmonary nodule. um when when it's going to be good and when it's gonna be bad. Mm. okay. When it's going to be good it's when it's, weirdly actually, when it's going to be a more weird like triangular oblong shape, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. If it's calcified, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. However, if it's like semi, um, like mass-like, semi-glam glass, that's a bad thing. Yes. If it's circular, it's a bad thing. If it's like a perfect circle. Mm -hmm. um, Where it is, if it's a plural, that's less worrying than if it's, like more central mm-hmm. um and i don't think the number matters does it what about so tell me good sign bad sign okay fun game oh you're gonna test me here's the game good <laughs> sign bad sign uh mixed attenuation bad bad sign thank you that is another way of saying contains both solid and yeah, ground glass yeah. um central calcification good Thank you. Is that popcorn? Or is that No, just... oh, sorry. that's my next one. Popcorn classification. <laughs> Good. And what's that suggestive Pulmonary of? Pulmonary Thank you. You know why I remember that. Uh, I love that. <laughs> um, round shape. Fat. Thank you. Uh, subplural location. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Less than three millimetres. Good. Uh, has intralesional fat. Good. Suggestive of? No, hamaltoma or a oh. lipoid granuloma. I don't mind that you didn't get that. Thank you. Uh, diffuse calcification. Good. Thank you. That was almost a trick question. Hello. I was trying to trick you there. Um, if you get, you know how my brain works. <laughs> yeah. This is why I'm so bad at MCUs. That's why I'm so testing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's got a small cystic space. Within the nodule. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. I want to guess, please, but I know malignant. Small cystic component. Mm. Slight trick question. Is it supposed to be something else? No, oh. because it could look like that when it's really small, and then when it gets bigger, we'd give it another name. It would look slightly different. I've, I've, I've seen it. No, yeah. within a nodule, a cyst within nodule that we then cavitate. That's mm. hmm. well, really that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, a cavitary nodule or nodule containing small cystic spaces suspicious for malignancy. Ah, yes. Um, we're still not finished. What about if you've got a little clustering of nodules? That can be like infectious. I think that's good. Thank you. Uh, you're very good at this. <laughs> what about laminar calcification? Lamina. What does lamina mean? In a line? In lines. Okay. Like sheets. Good. 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 Another trick question. Because uh, you've told me that any calcification is normally good. Yeah. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Do I have another one? You told me about shape. Um, Do you what... not find the shape counterintuitive? No, me, no? Uh-huh. because it's like geometric, they're saying, is probably benign. Yeah. So anything that's like triangular, oblong, poly... Yeah, but a but neutral, perfect circle. But a perfect circle, yeah. sure. But it's not going to be a perfect circle. It will be like a speculated round mass. That's true. Um, what is, of all the things we've spoken about, uh-huh. what's the most important Five. one of these? Thank you. Size is important in nodules. Tell me about... <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm slow. I didn't mean to make it dirty. <laughs> um, what is the sort of number? What's the size number that is? Uh, I know. Oh, there's <sighs> one that above this. They have a very high chance. I, yeah, of being malignant. And if I saw something this big, I'd I know be like, it's oh huge. Gosh, I know. It's Something ridiculous, but I can't now remember. Is it more than three centimeters? More than three centimeters. Oh, absolutely legend. So I feel like we shouldn't go through the Flaschner nodule follow-up on the podcast because we're going to confuse ourselves. Just read it. But let's just talk do- just quickly. Let- just say what the categories. The, uh, just what the measurement. Okay, go. Which do is like six. Millimeters, yeah, yeah, or you can do by volume, yeah. And what are your categories of what sort of nodule you're looking at? Do you mean like less than six millimeters? No, uh, benign, malign, is that what you no. mean? No, so you've got solid and subsolid. Oh, I didn't look at that bit, yeah. So okay. you've got, um, so it's slightly different rules for Depending. solid okay. and subsolid, okay. And then within subsolid, there's different rules for like a single or multiple ones, yeah. So, uh, as you say, with single solid ones, less than six millimeters, depending stratified by, by risk, risk. exactly. Yeah. And then six to eight, eight. millimeters, exactly. again stratified. Greater than eight, they're going to need a CT them. at three months, a PET biopsy, whatever. Um, yeah, fine. Uh, when when is the, When are the Fleshner, Fleshner guidelines not used? When you've already got another malignancy. Yes um two other is it when you've also got like an infusion or something like that no yeah. it's um so if you're immunocompromised because okay, you're, be you're at yeah. higher risk of getting a cancer yeah. um it's for if you've got known cancer you can't use it and then yeah. if you're under 35 know, which is interesting because i'm sure we do use it yeah but anyway uh and then sub-solid nodules that again it's about whether it's six millimetres or greater than six millimetres and whether there's a bit that's part solid whether it's just a ground glass nodule I feel like we could go over and over and over this for hours and confuse ourselves I feel like it's more easy to learn a table I had only written down that six, six to eight more than eight I need to write down solid I feel like you need to read it yeah Yeah. Um, tell me about histological subtypes of lung cancer let's do that we were doing that already a bit weren't we sort of yeah yeah yeah, yeah so um i don't know well sorry you got there are two big classifications small cell non-small cell thank you um within non-small cell tell me i don't know yeah squamous and then you can have like large cell yeah and there's one other weird one i'd say two other weird oh, ones two other weird ones yeah are- well no one other weird one which is uh, carcinoids okay and then within adeno you've got bronchoalveolar carcinoma. yeah right? yeah yeah so let's talk about adeno yeah most common thank you um where does it tend to occur oh shit yes. Yeah. i think this is the central no oh <laughs> <laughs> um, tends to occur the in other peripheral. two are central yeah um so the typical radiographic appearance mm-hmm. is a pulmonary nodule, which has a spiculated margin, and that's due to reactive fibrosis around it. Um, cavitation, yay or nay. Can okay. occur, but less commonly than squamous. No, okay. um, and then, do you know there's a pathological marker for adeno? Oh, yes, TTF or something. TTF1, yeah. yeah. Thyroid transcription factor 1. It's positive in primary lung adenocarcinoma and negative in Which pulmonary mets. Yeah. Yeah, quite useful marker. Um, negative in pulmonary mets from an extrathoracic adenocarcinoma. Yeah. Useful. Tell me about... So um, I feel like bronchoalveolar carcinoma yeah. it is a, a spectrum of yeah. adenocarcinoma. So I'm, yeah. I think we should talk about that next. Yes, yeah, agreed. Um, it's annoying how it goes on to the other ones. Yeah. That, yeah. So tell me. You know uh, oh God. Um, so within the thing that i <laughs> remembered, remembered yeah. that I feel is important is that within that one, I mean, it's got a massive spectrum, which is like a pre, pre-malignancy sort of lesion, I don't know, in situ. In situ. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on to, I think it calls it bronchi- bronchialveolar carcinoma at that stage. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I thought... These are all bronchi. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. thought it, yeah, yeah. So I got, and then there's the mucinous and non-mucinous. Okay, yeah. Um, The really important thing is that mucinous adenos Mm. can look like typical consolidation. So they're the ones where you have to recommend treat as an infection, but then re-image. And if nothing's happened, then you need to start thinking about you know tissue or whatever. That's exactly what I picked up from reading this as well. We're smashing it. We're on the same path. So um, there's a hallmark of bronchialveolar carcinoma. What, like a typical thing for it? It demonstrates some a particular type of growth. Do you remember? This? Oh yes, it's either lipidic or high. Yeah, hylic. Hylic. Which one is it? Hylic. And what are they? So one is that the cancer cells spread across the alveolar lining. The other is you just have complete sort of erosion of the um, like parenchyma itself, mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. Bronchoalveolar carcinoma is. Given it's a spectrum of well differentiated adenocarcinoma, well differentiated tending to mean kind of on the more benign spectrum. So it's going to go along the line. Thank you. So that's lipidic. Thank you. Lovely. So, yeah. uh, And what's the other one called again? Sorry? Hylic. Hylic. Did you say Hylic Lin? No. It's not spelled the same. It's not with a Y, it's with an I. Okay. So the hallmark of. Bronchoalveolar carcinoma is a spectrum of well differentiated adenocarcinoma that demonstrates lipidic growth and the hallmark of lipidic growth is spreading of malignant cells using the alveolar walls as a scaffold mm. the opposite is hylic growth mm-hmm. which is demonstrated by most other forms of lung cancer and that describes cancer growth by invasion and destruction of lung parenchyma very yeah. good so uh, there's a spectrum of lesions that have been called bronchialveolar carcinoma mm-hmm. um and that spectrum ranges from like small little tumours with a hundred percent survivable to really widespread advanced disease mm-hmm. um what's one feature that they all seem to have together on a Breath particular glass. type of imaging oh, on chest X-ray? Right? on a pet not avid they often aren't. negative on pet oh. yeah which I think could be a good like yeah, pointer and question. Reading. <laughs> um, so it says here to create more uniformity in the pathological, clinical, and research domains. There are new classification for the spectrum. It actually in radiology, we can always kind of. The classification is based on the pathology of the lesion, mm-hmm. and differentiation is kind of impossible on imaging. Yeah. So in clinical radiological practice, the spectrum this spectrum is still re- routinely referred to as bronchial carcinoma but in an mcq who knows but an mcq <laughs> who knows so we should talk yeah. about them yeah. so as you were telling me i'm just going to run through yeah. them because I, I don't think there's any point laboring this um so as you said there's the precursor lesion which is adenomatous hyperplasia aah then there's adenocarcinoma in situ which is a pre-invasive lesion you knew that and then there's minimally invasive adenocarcinoma And then there's adenocarcinoma, predominantly invasive, with some non-mucinous lipidic component, which used to be known as non-mucinous BAC. And then there's invasive mucinous adenocarcinoma, which was formerly just mucinous bronchoalveolar carcinoma. Um, The non-mucinous and mucinous sort of occur with equal prevalence. Let's move on. Tell me about imaging-wise. So you've told me about mucinous. Can you tell me anything about non-mucinous bronchoalveolar? So this is the one I think... um... It describes a, um, is this, I the, and, and I think this type of lesion has a name. But I can't remember it. I think someone had shown it to me. But is it not the one that has a bit of consolidation with something going through it? Yeah. Yeah. Where Classically presents as a ground glass or solid nodule with air bronchogram. And it has a better prognosis compared to the mucinous subtype. Yeah. Um, and this is so non-mucinous alveolar carcinoma also now known as adenocarcinoma, predominantly invasive with some non-mucinous lipidic component. <laughs> Surely everyone still calls it. Exactly. And then mucinous bronchoalveolar carcinoma, as you told me, and the new name is invasive, mucinous adenocarcinoma, chronic consolidation, worst prognosis, Yeah. important differential for ongoing ground glass or consolidative yeah. change. So I think even though it's called invasive, I think you can have someone that's had several previous CTs yeah. that were all thought to be consolidation and then... Eventually, something happens. I don't think they're the most. Yeah, always. exactly. Yeah. Um, and it also has a particular sign associated with it on CT in an angiogram. Or oh, it's called. Oh, Is it the, the density of the consolidation? Yeah. Also, I think so. So it's the CT angiogram sign, which describes, like, you get a particularly prominent appearance of. Pulmonary vessel, yeah, which otherwise because the mucin is so dark, so So it's mucin consolidation, yeah, exactly what you were saying. Right, I think that's enough bronchial carcinoma. So that's adenocarcinoma in a bag. What time, Leon? Oh, sorry, we've got plenty of time. I feel like we've been waffling (laughs) 18. Oh, fine, tell me about another type of Um, cancer. Then, so then, should we do? I don't want small cell, I want non small cell. Sorry, so squamous. Thank you. Um, so we've already said this one is more central compared to Adeno. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I have. Okay. <laughs> um, prior to filtered cigarettes. And we said earlier, more commonly cavitating lesions. Very know. nice. Yeah. So more commonly cavitates um, prior to filtered oh, cigarettes. Yeah. This I was very that. common. Yeah. Um, majority of them arise centrally from main lobile segmental bronchi. Um and the tumor tends to cause symptoms early due to bronchial obstruction. Yeah. So it probably presents as claps and things. Exactly, and can present as a hilar mass. Okay. Uh, as you said, cavitates. Um, common radiographic findings. You kind of just said that. Yeah. Oh, lower claps. Yeah. Hilar mass, cavitating lesion. Yeah. Amnesia, yeah. Um, central mass, like like main bronchus. Yeah. Um, the other ones are mucoid impaction and bronchiectasis secondary to that yeah exactly so think about it as like what would that squamous cells are the things that are lining the bronchi right rather than the being so in the lung parenchyma. Yeah. yeah uh Sticky lovely tell me about Just wait don't tell me what the others are okay I mean, so then there's large cells is that what's next yeah but large cell comes last because it's just the wastebasket of yeah, any of the things else. that aren't there. Okay, so then we said there's your carcinoid. Yeah. So I tried to work this out when I was reading this, and I think for my own peace of mind, we can think of carcinoid in the same category as small cell, even though it is a non-small cell lung cancer, because okay. they are both neuroendocrine tumours. Okay. So with that in mind, tell me about small cell carcinoma. Oh, that's a small cell. Yeah. So also central. Yes, thank you. Common or not common? Less common now, since we've got filtered. That's squamous. Oh, fuck. Sorry, um, it is quite common. So it's the third most it's the third. common. It's one, two, three. After adeno and squamous. Yeah, so it's yeah. adeno and squamous, then small cell. Yeah. Where did, wh- what's, what's cancerous? What cells are cancerous? I've just sort of told you. The small cells. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said it's neuroendocrine. Yeah, so it's the neuroendocrine origin cells. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean in terms of symptoms? It's going to be weird symptoms. These are the ones that often present with hemoptysis, no? Hmm. doesn't actually say that, but... Right. Red um, herring, ignore. like red herring, but that may well be right in a different no, book. Who knows? Yeah. Um uh, what I was getting at was, like, perineoplastic syndromes. Oh, is this, like, pancreas? No. No, it's things like, you know, Lambert-Eaton, when you, like, it's sort of like Guillain-Barre, yeah. or yeah. Um, myasthenia, gra- I can't remember which one it's like, but weird muscular weakness. myasthenia virus is proximal. Yeah. Weakness, yeah. I mean, weakness, yeah. Is the virus-related one. Yeah. But I can't remember which one it mimics. Oh, sorry. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Uh, I think it's myasthenia that Lambert-Eaton... But you get funny anti, anyway, I digress. You get paraneoplastic syndromes. And it's because your immune system essentially goes weird. Well, you've got weird paraneoplastic things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, strongly associated with smoking, tends to occur central bronchi with invasion through the bronchial wall. So it would make sense that there's some hemoptysis. Um, it can involve the SVC. Yeah. And that's when you get your typical red face, swollen face. Exactly, yeah, Yeah, really disturbing, Um, and it rarely presents as a solitary pulmonary nodule. Ah, that's very beautiful. It's considered a disseminated disease, and it's generally not amenable to surgery. So then, before we go on to large cell, let's talk about carcinoid. Carcinoid. Um, This is more like nodules, isn't it? So carcinoid, no. Carcinoid's a bit weird, and I... Um, I've been quite surprised by it when I'm reading about it. So it's neoplastic carcinoid cells that originate from the neuroendocrine cells of bronchial walls. A common presentation is an endobronchial mass Mm -hmm. distal to the carina. So you can get obstructive atelectasis, And then 20% present as a pulmonary nodule. But that whole endobronchial thing, that's exactly the same as the squamous. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get two types of carcinoids. Any thoughts? Typical and atypical. Which one's more aggressive? Atypical. atypical thank you. It looks so sad. It's OK. We'll get through this soon. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm only really happy when I know the answer. I know exactly. We all know, we'll move on from this and then you'll know all the answers. <laughs> um, typical carcinoids without nodal or distant mets have an excellent prognosis, 92% five-year survival. Yeah. But atypical carcinoids, they tend to arise peripherally and they have a worse prognosis. Okay. And then there's a weird thing called diffuse idiopathic pulmonary neuroendocrine cell hyperplasia. Yeah. And can you say like how you would say that in short? It's like dip- Dipneck. Dipneck. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Dip-nash. Dip-nash, yeah. Um It's extremely uncommon. It's a precursor lesion to a typical carcinoid. And that's when you get... Multiple foci of neuroendocrine hyperplasia or tumours, which are carcinoid foci less than five millimetres in size, and it can also you can get bronchiolitis obliterans. And are these things all in the lung? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm just gonna quickly. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And then finally, tell me about large cell carcinoma. Everything else. Yeah, it's a waste basket basket pathological diagnosis, um, strongly associated with smoking, and has good prognosis, poor prognosis? Uh, I guess better, oh no, really bad. Think about it, if you don't know what it, it is, is, you're not going to have a brilliant prognosis, are you? Yeah. Um, central peripheral? Peripheral? Peripheral, uh, where it presents as a large mass, it's okay. a large cell, it's a large mass. Oh, yeah um that's all i have on here about the different pathological subtypes of lung cancer what time are we on i think it might be good to 25. um a quick whiz through the world of radiological presentation okay oh yeah just the headlines yeah. so how might you see a lung cancer on like a plain film do you want me to say yeah sorry you can get like a collapse yeah um you can get it can be consolidation yeah. You can see like hilar masses. Yeah. Um mm, you might see a fusion actually. Yeah. Um and then there's one that we've been banging on about. The mass. Yeah, exactly. So or no. nodule or lung yeah, mass. Nodule, yeah. Sorry. Um segmental atelectasis, often due to bronchial obstruction. Uh, blah blah blah. Blah 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 blah. Two foci of atelectasis simultaneously that cannot be explained by single endobronchial lesion. You need to think of something else. A benign process is more likely. Yeah. Um, but you still need a CT and bronchoscopy. Consolidation, exactly. Um, which, thing, which of the things we've spoken about is most likely to present looking like a consolidation? I don't know. Which one? Mucinous. So bronchoalveolar carcinoma, which is the subtype of adeno. Yeah. Yes, mucinous uh mass, you told me, delightful. Which things are most commonly going to be a hyla mass? Which thing? Which pathological? Oh, goes? sorry. So, squamous or small cell? Thank you. Um, Hylo enlargement might be due from a primary central tumor or nodal MET from a yep. parenchymal neoplasm. The tumor can compress and narrow the bronchus. So, a tapered bronchus, highly specific for lung cancer. And then other things, so you might see a superior sulcus tumor. That's your pancosts. Yeah. How much pancosts also present? Like um, brachial plexus. Yeah. So is it ptosis or? What's the name of the syndrome? Horners. Horners. Tosinitis and hydrosis. Thank you so much. Um, A superior sulcus tumor is a stage three tumor. That's just something to know. And then the one final thing you'll see this on a CT, not on a um, pain film. But it's a sign that there might be a cancer going on, and it's something in the uh, uh, the like septal bits. Any thoughts? A lot of septal thickening. No. What sort? Oh, nodular. Mm. And what's happening? Spreading. <laughs> oh no, that's lymphangiomatosis. carcinomatosis. Yes. Lymphangitic carcinomatosis: <laughs> diffuse spread of neoplasm through the pulmonary lymphatics, typically in late stage disease. That's and it's nodular, interlobar, septal thickening, which is usually asymmetric. I've got a um, CT picture. Have you? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Really? Yeah. I seen um, that. There are two more things. Yeah. Oh, you told me pleural effusions. Yeah. Very good. That's due to lymphatic obstruction or pleural Um, Or you can get malignant effusion. Uh, malignant effusion is an M1. So it's metastatic, yeah. uh, but not all effusions are um, malignant. Yeah. So you need to take a sample yeah. and then another one, I think you might have said this, if it invades into the pleura, what else might it cause? Not an effusion, but a pneumothorax, a pneumothorax. that's all I've got to say about there that, it is. kind of that's.